Minnesota classic. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Mr. Jason. Quack. <laughs> so quack. excited. Quack. 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 Go Ducks. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today from left to right is Brett. How are you? Hey. How about you, Jason? What say you? Quack. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> today, we're traveling back in time to our childhood when we watched a real Minnesota gem of a movie. Yeah, for real. Oh, sure. Two movies. Yes. Two gems of movies. D1 and D2. Not no D3. surf ninjas, but uh, <laughs> I don't think there. I don't think I ever got through D3. I did. It's just been forever. I think I tried watching it and I thought it sucked, so I didn't. <laughs> I have no recollection at all of D3. Yeah, because D three uh, is what they go to a private. Yeah, high school. I think they go to like a prep school or something. Yeah, and I don't remember much else. And apparently, Emilio has a very tiny part. Is that right? I can't remember. I think I read that he was only on set for like a week and had very little to do. I thought I remember Joshua Jackson being in the third one as well. I mm. think he is. Yeah, back to playing again. Is he still coach? <laughs> <laughs> Student manager. I don't remember. I was reading some of the the trivia. It sounds like he was the team captain in D3. Mm. And then he had a fight with Adam Banks or something. God, Banks just gets his ass worked every movie. A fucking cake eater. Those <laughs> <laughs> darn cake eaters in Edina. <laughs> it's a well-known pejorative <laughs> here in Minnesota. That we're all very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Cake eater. According to the IMDb <laughs> Tribune. Tribune. Not as, yeah, Tribune. Well, it's just a... The trivia. Yeah. Well, but, it's just kind of poking fun at how inaccurate it is. I see. It's you, hashtag fake news. You label it with a kind of a prestigious term or name like Tribune. Mm. There's some fake news in there. Because people just write whatever the fuck they want and put it on the internet. I think you have to have an account to add it to <laughs> IMDb. Yeah. And what's the penalty for putting in false fun facts? Well, you can't prove it wrong. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I just Googled Edina, Minnesota cake eater. <laughs> and I was expecting to see just like a bunch of Mighty Ducks stuff. 
But it actually looks like there might be, I don't know, some people that, uh, that call Edina people cake eaters. Edina wasn't in our district, in my district growing up. So <laughs> you weren't District 5? No. Although in the first movie, he lives on, uh, was it Hennepin Avenue, which is not in Edina. Apparently it's a it's a real address they give out, but it's a parking lot. Mm-hmm. At least at the time of the trivia. You know, I wonder if it's uh, just a hockey community thing, the cake eater thing. Because there's this article on City Pages talking about how Edina is like the most hated hockey town, and uh, I don't know something about an Edina cake eaters T-shirt. Edina cake eater is breakfast of champions. Designed by General Sports, a gear shop on 50th in France. Hmm. Oh, maybe, 50th maybe. 50th in uh, France. Isn't that in Edina? Yeah, that's uh, it's a hoity-toity part of Edina where all the good shopping is. Breakfast of Champions. Mm. They're probably, it's probably for a pancake fundraiser. Well, it says this article, maybe the town has reclaimed the nickname with affection, but that's not generally how the rest of Minnesota uses it. But this article doesn't even mention Mighty Ducks, so maybe it is just a hockey thing. Must I like, be. I like people reclaiming <laughs> words of abuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're taking it back. Well, maybe that was uh, very clever on the part of the writing team for Mighty Ducks. They got some inside hockey terms. Did their research? Some local inside hockey terms. Except for I think only Jesse is the one that's calling people cake eaters. Yeah, well, they re- refer to the Banks kid that was a cake eater. He's a bit of he's a, from Edina. He's a bit of a smartass. I think Jesse called a couple people cake eaters, but he really lays it on. Well, I, maybe he called the whole Hawks team cake eaters. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe yeah. the Hawks team was from Edina. Yeah. And then Bombay was a cake eater. They didn't know you were a cake eater coach. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Minnesota is the state of hockey. The state of hockey. <laughs> state of I thought about we should just do this whole episode with thick Minnesota accents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I don't know if I could keep it up for like an hour and a half. I don't know. I'm sure some people will think we already have thick Minnesota accents. Yeah. I could lay it on thicker, though. I'm not good with accents. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought you could just throw your voice every which way. Not good at it. <laughs> um, Hockey Day Minnesota is always a big event every year. We have outdoor. Well, it's not a tournament, but it's all. Day, it's an all day event where yeah. we have hockey outdoors. Well, they they have the pond hockey championship that was mm-hmm. just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I suppose it is kind of a weekend thing because there is a pond hockey tournament, and then there's also high schools that just play. I think like the regular season game on Hockey Day Minnesota. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think there's some high school teams that do play an outdoor game, mm-hmm. you know, on the pond, which I don't know. I suppose that's something to do. Kid got frostbite this year. I imagine. It wasn't during the polar vortex that we endured this week, but <laughs> it was last week. It was still pretty cold. It was right around zero or so. I thought last week was bad, and then this week was worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got down to minus 30, what, 35 maybe? I think it was... Uh, Around minus 60 with the wind chill? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if the air temperature got down to minus 35, but it was like minus 30 at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I heard. Minus 30. 
I heard the president was asking where global warming was when we <laughs> needed it. <laughs> and then people were saying, that's not science. <laughs> yeah, come on, Obama. Wait. Oh, the current president. Of course. Yeah, there's uh, the state hockey tournament is also a very big deal. They sell at the Excel Center. People yeah. are there all day. 18, 19,000 people just watching high school hockey. It's they do high school hockey at the Excel Center? Yeah, the state the tournament. S- the state tournament is, oh. yeah. Cool. Covered by all the local news organizations, and they have all the games are televised all day <laughs> for two, three days. Yeah. And then uh, some of the local like news organizations love a best hair contest. It's every year. It's very prestigious. you got to win the best hockey hair. That's been going viral recently, the last few seasons. That's yeah. uh, really picked up steam nationally with the, the Minnesota State Hockey Tournament hockey hair. Really? A lot of mullets. Yep. I was going to say, that's like the Bieber haircut, right? When he was a kid. No, it's nothing like that. It's like shaggy and down over her forehead and all that. Yeah. Do you know what a but, mullet is? But messier in the back. Oh, you said mullet, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah, no. Bieber haircut is not a mullet, but that's what I think of as hockey hair. Yeah. I kind of see what you're saying, but hockey hair is even longer. Yeah. My uh, my little, I guess, second cousin, he's like, I don't know, 10 probably. He plays hockey and his hair's long as shit. Hmm. And uh, he, he'd, have, he'd be in the running for best hockey hair. He's got some flowing golden locks. I think nice. a lot of them, uh, they bleach it and then they feather it. Yeah. That's the popular look. Okay. But yeah. Did, Hockey, big deal here. Did uh maybe mention this when I was Googling around for cake eaters, but did you guys play hockey at all as kids? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Even the, just uh, like casually for fun? Not really. My hometown wasn't big enough. We didn't have a hockey program. Mm-hmm. There was an ice rink in town, but is that you know, I didn't live in town. I lived out in the country. Mm. No. So it was hard to get to town and then you gotta get ice skates and there wasn't like a place where you just rent ice skates. So, I, never I mean, I would play play street hockey in my basement with my brothers. Sure. We had hockey that's sticks. Hockey. There you yeah. go. Yeah, well, we, that's about as far as I got. I never learned to skate. Yeah. I could roller skate. Same I never, thing. I never ice skated really until college. I feel if the North Stars had stuck around, it <laughs> probably would have you know, been a bigger push of, into the hockey for me. Yeah. Mm. But they weren't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we played a lot of Minnesota clips today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you betcha. Oh, yeah? Yes, I am. So, yeah, we're doing both movies of the first two, I should say. The good ones. <laughs> the good ones. Although I, I had a lot of questions about the second one when I watched it this time. Yeah. It was... There's a lot of head scratchers going on in that plot. All right. Well, for The Mighty Ducks, came out in 1992. It's directed by Stephen Herrick, starring Emilio Estevez, uh, Joss Ackland, Lane Smith. Joss Ackland just got done uh, trying to take over the world with his evil robots mm-hmm. that he sent to the past. Yep. And then he got... Trapped at the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, well, you, 
You didn't hear his diplomatic immunity was revoked. <laughs> it's just been revoked. <laughs> oh, Denomalous. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just replaced him in the second one. Like, we'll get another guy with a funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say he's his brother. And Ackland Denomalous, he wears the worst hairpiece in this one. <laughs> It is pretty should, fucking obvious. Should we explain that he was Denomalos in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah. Were you aware of that? Mm. Nope. I so, had no idea what you guys were talking about. He was the main about. villain in <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He's also the villain in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Hmm. Where he played, uh, he was a, a diplomat from South Africa. Cool. Very yep. racist. Yep. So he does a lot of accents, huh? Yeah, he's Not a British really. guy, which is weird. I could see maybe the leap to South African, but in this movie, he's he's supposed to have like a a Swedish or Norwegian accent or something. Yeah, it's like what? Why does he have to have an accent? Well, I feel like he (laughs) talked that way in uh, Bill and Ted. Like it was pretty similar to. He talked weird, same accent. It's like he can't speak British in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a reason he was Norwegian in this one. I mean, one, it's a nod to, you know, Minnesotan yeah. heritage. And two, uh, there was a fun fact that he was based, he was actually based on a real person that worked at, uh, I don't know, a rink or something. Some surly Norwegian guy. Okay. And then in the second one, they're just like, he went to the old country and left his brother in charge. Oh, you don't know his brother from the first one, but, <laughs> you know, he's been there the whole time. Yeah. You know, they run the knows. shop together, even though it totally looked like a one-man show <laughs> in that first movie. I didn't even miss the part. They they said he was his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. I just thought they switched the actors. And like, well, we couldn't get him back. So yeah, they, yeah. they, they cited him real quick at the beginning. He's like, he's going to visit our parents in the yeah. old country. And then uh, I suppose that's yeah, all the exposition you need. Yeah. Ackland plays Hans in here. And in the second one, the guy's name is Jan. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the guy's real name is Jan, so it's a it's a real Tony Danza situation. <laughs> uh, but who's the boss? I don't know. Can you how how many Tony Danza roles can you name where he didn't play a character named Tony? <laughs> like in Twelve Angry Man, he was like juror number nine. But I'd like to still think that his real name was Tony. But other than that, what Twelve Angry Men? There's one that he did in the 90s or early 2000s. Okay. I forget who directed it. But. I suppose he had Taxi, he's Tony, and who's the boss, he's Tony. <laughs> I just imagine him being on set and they're like calling him by some other, you know, in the name of the character he's playing and he's just not getting it. And they're like, okay, okay, we'll just change it to Tony so he actually knows when we're talking to him. <laughs> All right, let's go through some more of the cast. Uh, Lane Smith is Coach Riley, also known as the dad and son-in-law. Heidi Kling is Casey. That's Charlie's mother. Yosef Sommer is uh, Gerald Duxworth. Joshua Jackson is Charlie Conway. Eldon Henson, Fulton Reed. Sean Weiss is Goldberg, who just uh, popped up in the news about Four months ago, after he got arrested, yeah. it was DUI, correct? Oh, did they uh, give him community so, uh, or yeah, community <laughs> service? Go uh, coach a hockey team? He was looking frail. He was not looking good. But apparently, the cops had amazing stories 
said after the rest of them, they said a great time, great time down at the precinct. <laughs> Telling them stories is having a good old time. Well, that's good. <laughs> at least uh, he was in good spirits. <laughs> <laughs> that's a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I like that. <laughs> uh, MC Ganey is Lewis. He's the driver who he's, seems like he shouldn't be allowed within 500 feet of children. He used to drive for Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> yeah. What he says is like, he used to drive for Grand Fuck Railroad. Like, what? <laughs> Grand, what is this movie rated? <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad. I recognize that guy from Lost. Yep. That was who, weird. Who was he on Lost? He was one of the uh, the others. Oh. One of the, was working at that, you know, I, research tried, station or whatever. I tried to repress those memories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon Quinton Adams is Jesse Hall. J.D. Daniels is Peter. Aaron Schwartz is Dave Karp. Uh, Mar- Marguerite Moreau is Connie. You know her from uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. Apparently she made out with all the dudes she was acting with in this movie. Oh, really? Spreading, spreading rumors. <laughs> from the IMDb. <laughs> I didn't see that. It was that from IMDb. some other fun facts list. But yeah, apparently she said she kissed like but half they, of them. They played Seven Minutes of Heaven in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> apparently. They did share a locker room. Yeah. She's like, give me a break. I was 15. I, I like the attention, you know? how Hollywood works. <laughs> and then Emilio's there just egging him on. <laughs> you know what you can do with those hockey sticks. It's like, he'll give you a dollar for each of the teammates that you kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got pretty dark pretty fast. <laughs> oh, my God. Look who I just came across. Who? Jesse Smollett is Terry Hall. Jesse Small is in the news this week. As, oh, uh, shit. Where did I see that? Apparently being attacked. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly oh, attacked. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I in read Chicago. An, I read an article about that. It had reactions from Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Ooh. Good you thing know, they're putting so in. You know it's serious. They're two cents. Um, they're still investigating. We'll see what comes up. So but I yeah. have seen that guy in something. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say, I was like, I, I know Empire. I don't, even I don't think, know him. I don't even think he had lines in this movie because his brother did all the talking. Yeah, I just realized that now that he's in here. So yeah, just like you, I have seen him in something. <laughs> uh, Vincent Larusso, uh, Danny Tamborelli is Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, the Vincent Larusso was Adam Banks. That fucking cake eater. There's a scene in the second movie where I just thought to myself, this guy is a terrible actor. He just sucks at acting. Yeah, he's pretty wooden. It's when he was uh, wrapping his wrist, which I don't know how he was going to hide it. He was wearing short sleeves. He's going to wrap his wrist with ace bandage. And then uh, Coach Bombay tells him to turn over his hockey stick. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I don't know. He winces in pain. Yeah, he says some really dumb stuff. Like, oh, my dad. I could do it for my dad. Like, shut up, guy. <laughs> Your dad didn't even want you on this team. There's a single tear coming down his down his face after a cut. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't even want him playing that part. There's another fun fact. 
He I wasn't. Can, I can see why. Yeah. Did you read that about he wasn't the original guy that was supposed to play that part, but the kid that they originally had playing it was a total douchebag. Like he was just being a total asshole to everybody. Apparently, his parents thought that he was going to be like the next Brad Pitt, so he had a really big ego. And uh, they like sat him down and gave him a stern, stern warning, like you got to cut this shit out. Hmm. And he still was acting like a dick. So they're like, "You're fired. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> so he's we'll find be, a different Adam Banks. He was gonna be the next stoner to smoke out of a honey jar on uh, Michael Rapaport's couch. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Oh, you haven't seen True Romance? Oh no. Check out True Romance. Okay. I think it's good. already on my list. It's my list of good. like 50 movies that I need to watch. All right. Last person I'll mention on the cast is Brock Pierce, who played little Gordon Bombay, little 10-year-old Gordon Bombay. I will bring him up later. Let's get going to the movie for a little while before we bring up depressing Brock Pierce. <laughs> uh, Storyline of the first one. A self-centered Minnesota lawyer is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team. So in a nutshell, this movie is a kind of a tale of the cutthroat blood sport that is Minnesota peewee hockey. Because you can just check and fight willy-nilly. You you can't really get <laughs> yeah. kicked out of games. I was wondering about that. Like how much of that is actually... I mean, I don't know a ton about hockey. I don't know what's allowed or not. I remember, like, as a kid, you know, it's like, oh, keep the stick below the waist or whatever. I'm mm. sure that's not. I'm surprised they even allow checking. It is a real rule. It is. So high sticking is a penalty. Huh. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here, like just two players ganging up on somebody and smashing them into the boards. Yeah, there's a lot of hitting that I don't think they allow at that young of an age. Yeah, I mean, women's college hockey doesn't allow checking. So why would peewee women or girls be allowed to check? Does it make sense? Because it's co-ed. It's really weird that the Ducks have a co-ed team, too, because it's clearly a boys' league. Well, this is around the time of Little Giants when they had the icebox. I never understood. putting girls in in boys' teams. I never understood that about Hollywood either, because like you mentioned, Little Giants does it. There's a bunch of other sports movies or like kids sports movies where the teams are always co-ed and we never had co-ed teams when i was growing <laughs> up it was yeah. there's a boys league and there's a girls league mm-hmm. and that was it like, well they need the like they you know, little girls want to see themselves on the big screen too playing sports what's even weirder is like you have one co-ed team in the whole league like at least make the other teams co-ed if you're going to be consistent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. We never me. we never saw any female goons in the first or second Ducks movies. No. Nope. Should have had one of those. Not progressive enough. 1992. Mhm. So, I'm going to play a clip here. This is Coach Riley's little speech to a young Gordon Bombay as he's about to take the penalty shot. Little Gordon Bombay. They always call him Little Gordon Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the very first line of the movie, right? Yeah. During the opening credits. There's a yeah. flashback in the opening credits. All right, Gordon. It's up to you. I don't want to see any goats around here after the game. You got it? Now, you missed this shot. You're not just letting me down. You're letting your whole team down, too. 
Yeah, he's talking about scapegoats, Jason. Got it. Yeah. He's not talking about Tom Brady. Okay. The goat. <laughs> Never bet against the goat. <laughs> Unless the New York Giants are playing. What a great pep talk. You're not just letting the team down. You're letting me yeah. down. <laughs> no pressure or anything. But if you if you mess this up, you're dead to me. And then you find out later that it doesn't even matter because it went to overtime. Yeah. How do they blame the whole game on him? Like the rest of the team screwed up in overtime. Is a, Fuck, they probably let a soft goal in an OT and he just blames a little Gordon. He's got a penalty shot at the end of regulation with a tie game and he misses. And then they go to OT and... The goalie lets the goal in. Yeah. So. And then in the skate shop, there was even an article, like a newspaper article on the wall, blaming it all on <laughs> this kid. Because <laughs> really that big a news, oh, this kid missed a fucking it's, penalty shot. It's amazing how much newspaper coverage peewee hockey gets in these two <laughs> <boys>. Yeah. <laughs> it's like front page. Like national news. Big like, press conferences, too. Oh so right in the second one, especially for good yeah. games. But it's like, Jesus, <laughs> how do you get press passes into those events? Yeah. But like Pee Wee Hockey, these kids are like maybe fifth or sixth grade, I would say. So I think they're supposed to be 10 in this movie. It's uh, I get so confused on the timeline because they look like in the second movie, they look all about four or five years older. <laughs> but in reality, it's like two. But then it's like in the timeline of the movie it's one or less yeah it's all very confusing and if coach riley's such a badass why doesn't he move up the ranks he's winning the title every year at the same fucking age group <laughs> maybe you start moving up the ladder i was confused by that too because they made it seem like he coached the whole because he's like i've been wish they take that banner down he's like the I, second place banner i i taught you or i coached you for six years gordon so six it's like, years. yeah, like they made it seem like they he starts coaching a team when they're six, and then he sticks with them to a certain age, and then he goes and starts over. Is what I got out of that. <laughs> he that just picks his favorites like, <laughs> instead of just like staying at one age group. Because uh, they made it seem like the the same team just continues on and on, like maybe till high school. It could be like. Uh, well, like an age group or age range or almost like a soccer team, you know, like they have the U, U15s, so yeah, the under-15s, they all play together. If a kid's good enough, you know, he could be nine playing with the 15-year-olds or 14-year-olds as long as he's good enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's is not very clear. So maybe Gordon was like six when he started on this U12 team or something. <laughs> Yeah. And he was just a legend. Well, the U13. math doesn't really add up because he was, it was 73 when he lost. And then this movie's like 92. So that's, what, like 19 years later? I guess so. Because in D2, they said he was 29. Yeah. So I guess he would have been like, what, 11? No, 10? Yeah, something like that. Like 10 in 93 or in 73. Because in the IMDb, it says 10-year-old Gordon Bombay. Okay. So, I don't know. Even though six years. That, <laughs> mm, is there a four? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. This guy is an arena littered with his championship banners, and it's like, why don't you coach a higher level if you're so fucking good? And winning's everything. Right. I don't know. They just had all these banners up. 
for <laughs> for youth for a Pee Wee hockey team, including his second place banner. <laughs> Who should he take that down? <laughs> so uh, Gordon Bombay's a hot shot lawyer, kind of a sleazy lawyer type, real douchebag, and uh, he never lost a case except for one, but he scored, so apparently it counts. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand that whole conversation about the one that it, he he slept lost. with a prosecuting attorney. Apparently, <laughs> and so he counts it as a win. So it counts as a win. <laughs> <laughs> counts as a win. He counted as a win. I don't know what the general Disney audience was thinking, but I don't know. It's yeah, he's not very likable to start the movie. There's some risque stuff in here for PG Disney, right? Mm-hmm. His license plate is Just Win. <laughs> Did you see that? Just Win. On his Corvette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes out uh, He goes out drinking, and he gets pulled over, and I got a little clip from that. License, please. Could you turn down the stereo? Sure. I guess it was a little noisy. A little? Okay, I'm taking you down to precinct. Breath, blood, or urine? No thanks, I'm full. <laughs> okay, out of the car now. He's such the jokester. <laughs> <laughs> he giggles to himself. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> well, and then he gets he gets fucked because he goes in front of the same guy who's he was going up against uh, in his last case, the prosecutor from his last case. And the judge from his last case, who he humiliated both of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they don't want to do a uh, a plea bargain. They want to go to trial and prosecute to the full extent of the law. But Mr. Ducksworth steps in, gets some, some community service. Yeah, cuts the deal with the judge, basically. Yeah, I don't know how that works because he's not his lawyer. The DA wanted to railroad him. He's not really his lawyer, though. Yeah. Money talks. Oh, it was his, uh, he had uh, 12 moving violations in three years. How do you still have a license? <laughs> I don't know exactly what they all were, but this time they arrested him for DUI, driving with an open container, and reckless endangerment, <laughs> which is a pretty good rap sheet. Yeah, yeah so... Gives him the deal that it's probation, community service, 500 hours, and then is, a, you know, a leave of absence from the firm. But he gets paid his salary still, and he gets a fucking limo and a driver. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best DUI deal I've ever heard of. Yeah. Cause I don't have to work, and I'm going to get paid <laughs> for being a lawyer. Right. And I get a limo to take me around fucking anywhere. Yeah. It seems to me like this movie encourages drinking and driving. <laughs> if you're a lawyer, at least. Well, I think the coaching youth ho- youth hockey is a deterrent. <laughs> Not Minnesota. At least at first. Well, it is if you let your coach down when you're 10 and then quit hockey because of it. <laughs> and then your dad died the same year. And so you have a very negative view of hockey because of that yeah if you're emotionally scarred and they're just trying to dig their finger in there <laughs> all right here's a clip here of bombay meeting the kids gives them a little pep talk 
real, dude. You obviously in the wrong hood. This is my dominion. It's a drug-free zone, you understand? Yeah, man, We ain't buying nothing. Now, I'm feeling generous today. So I'm gonna let you get your side vanilla booty out of here before we be using your eyeballs as hockey pucks. Thanks, bro. But I'm not going home till I take care of business. District 5 Pee Wee Hockey Team. I'm Gordon Bombay. I'm the new coach. Afraid so, dude. Got the roster right here. Averman, Dave, Conway, Charlie, Paul, Terry. Now here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It was supposed to be a pep talk. Look, I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience. Maybe one day, one of you will even write a book about it in jail. <laughs> Something to look forward to. This is a drug-free zone, man. Reaches in his pocket like he's got a gat. <laughs> Everybody, they all think he's strapped. <laughs> it's about to bust loose. I don't know how many drug dealers do those kids know they have a limo and drive out into the fucking ice. Well, that's how you get a limo, is you sell drugs. <laughs> get your vanilla booty out of here. Listen here, bro. Why do you, why do you have to go racial? <laughs> yeah. Easing the racial tensions right off the bat between the, those the two. Jesse Hall, he's got a mouth on him. Mm-hmm. Not as big as Keenan in D2. In D2, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Russ Tyler, master of the knuckle puck. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Oh, wait, speaking of the uh, racial tensions, how about that line that they call the Oreo line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Remind me. It was the lineup of uh, it was the Hall brothers, and yep. then uh, was it Averman in the middle or Aberman something or, like that? Mm. I forget who's in the middle. Yeah, so it's and two then, black kids and a white kid in the middle. Mm-hmm. The Oreo line. <laughs> it was the other team calls them that, right? I can't remember. I think the I other just team. Remember, says I just it. have. I just have it in my notes. This is the Oreo line? I'm like, the, what? That's what I put with an exclamation point because I laughed so hard. Yeah, I think it's the other, because I, I say kids getting racist early, so it must have been the other team. Yeah, I think the other team is like, was that your Oreo line? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I think the Ducks are the only team with uh, non-white players on them, too. It's a very diverse group of kids. Yeah, um, Jesse's dad was actually the security guard in Little Big League. Okay. Uh, you guys remember Little Big League? Vaguely. Because the 90s was crazy in Minnesota for movies. Oh, yeah. So I just have a list here of, so we have Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3. I believe 3 takes place somewhat. I think so. I think it's like in Duluth or something. And then uh, we have Fargo, Grumpy Old Men 1 and 2, Jingle All the Way, Little Big League, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Those are all movies in the 90s, all in Minnesota. I'm sure there was more, but. Uh, Feeling Minnesota was Sugar and Spice. Drop Dead Fred. Just watched that. Yep, Drop Dead Fred. Sugar and Spice was that two thousands? I think it was two thousands. But right idea. I just remember in a little big league, I was confused because they put the twins in the visiting team's dugout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're in the wrong fucking dugout. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's the visitors' dugout. 
Randy Johnson was in there. And <laughs> Ken Griffey. Yeah. Barry Bonds. They lost to the... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Rookie of the Year, Barry Bonds strikes out. Spoilers, they lost to the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> the play-in game. They were trying to win the pennant, and Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey Jr. came in and fucked their shit up. Yeah. Well, the fucking Luke Collins could have just hit it farther out of the park. We wouldn't have to worry about this fucking problem. Ken Griffey Jr. stealing that home runaway. Mm. Did they still have the plexiglass on the, the off-field wall? Uh, no. He grabs a clean, I believe. Yeah. And wouldn't you know what? Little Billy Haywood still lets him marry his mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of him. All right, back to Muddy Ducks. Speaking of moms, Charlie's moms are old cock blocker. Would you? That's a, I don't think I meant to say cock blocker. I meant something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a real what? <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, Charlie's mom is a real B. Oh, that's what I was like. Charlie's mom. Would you? Huh? Would you? I would. (laughs) Jason, man. (laughs) Jason throws water on it. I didn't think it was weird that they like set up, you know, at first she's, she doesn't like him and then they like each other and stuff, but it kind of, they just drop it, you know? It doesn't. Well, in the second one, they do. Even though he hasn't moved. Well, you. Even in the first one, I mean, he goes away and then it's like, oh, I Well, guess. they were going to do the long distance thing. Okay. And, and then, he, then in the second went, one, he's playing for the Minnehaha Waves, a local team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Minnehaha Waves. But she's just nowhere to be found. Well, she remarried, yeah. so, you know, she spent a lot of time with the new husband. <laughs> so Charlie can just do whatever he wants. Go skate yeah, that's where around, Hans went. Go skate around the <laughs> entire Twin Cities area, fly to Los Angeles. You know, no. there's Don't no parents. Her. There's no parents in the second movie. Yeah. At least in the first one, Charlie's mom is there and Jesse and Terry's dad is there. So mm-hmm. none of the other kids have parents. Well, I guess Adam's dad is there being a jerk off. <laughs> um, So obviously the Ducks are fucking terrible at hockey and they have shitty equipment. The Goldberg has a National Enquirer. <laughs> Yeah. Old issues in National Enquirer is shin pads and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so Bombay gets his boss, Mr. Ducksworth, to sponsor the team. 15 grand. Yeah, that's quite equipment. the investment. And the little kids get to go uh, buy equipment to dance around to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch in that skate shop. Such a good vibration. <laughs> <laughs> that song must have been still pretty popular at the time. That came out, what, 1990, 91? Because this movie's 92. Was it that much uh, before this movie? Must have been 91. Yeah. When I mean, they were making it or something. Thereabouts. You know, Jason, you were in the record business. <sighs> not You were in the music in industry. The 90s. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It's their one and only hit. <laughs> that Asian guy with the beer would beg to differ. What? <laughs> so that Asian guy with the beer. Who's Marky that? Mark fucking knocked out a oh. case of beer. <laughs> I get it now. Blinded him. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second hit. <laughs> well, the Funky Bunch wasn't there for that one. It was more of a solo hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Funky Bunch didn't really need to be around for good vibrations. It's a Marky Mark show, people. Mm-hmm. Look it up. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. 
Marky Mark. <laughs> think he ever did anything with his life? I don't know. After his music career dried up. <laughs> I don't know. I heard Justin Bieber was texting him pictures of him in his underwear, so that's something. What? You didn't hear about that? That's something that the guys do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both Calvin Klein models, correct? Yeah, that's why he, he you was like, oh, look at me. I'm like you, you know, and, and Marky Mark was like... Why are you sending me pictures? So you're of you like your 15, underwear? kid. <laughs> yeah, I this is get back in trouble when he was underage. <laughs> you don't, you don't I think he was probably 18 by that time. I don't know. Did you ever see that video of Marky Mark performing at some like basketball game, and he just drops his pants in the middle of performance? <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> they used to show that on I Love the 90s. Uh, <laughs> back in his wild like days. It. Yeah, he was just, you know. Dancing around, just drops his pants. Well, I suppose that allows us to get into our uh, little conversation about Brock Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use that segue, sure. It's a good transition. So if you haven't read it, I encourage everyone to go out and read that uh, article in The Atlantic last week about Brian Singer. It's about 30 pages or so. It's a long read, but that was a very well-done article and some pretty fucked up shit in there. Uh, four new accusers accuse Brian Singer of abusing, raping them when they were like ages 13, 15, 16, 17. Um, one kid alleges he's molested an apt pupil when he was 13. Uh, other people allege that they were at his, well, I don't know if you really call it his mansion, or the one that he lived at. Kind of like- got, he co-owned it. The MNC, the MNC estate is what I'm referring to. That's not the one on Butler Avenue, right? I don't know. Because the one I was talking about where he had just pool parties was Butler. Yeah. And I he, think it said that was had, his house. He said parties at his house. There was another mansion that was involved with Den Digital Entertainment Network. Yeah. They had a, a big mansion that they filmed um, some of the shows on that people would also live there as well. And they'd have big ragers there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, common theme with these parties, uh, a lot of young men and boys sometimes. Like almost all young, <laughs> young yeah. men and boys. And the then a few creepy young, old guys. Yeah, a few around. creepy old guys. But anyways, Brock Pierce f- fits into this because, I know, Jason and I both read the article and we both kind of came to the same conclusion that Brock Pierce was probably a victim first. Young boy who was involved in Disney. He was in these Muddy Ducks movies. And then he was in First Kid. He was the first kid in First Kid with Sinbad. And then he kind of didn't really do much acting after that, especially when he turned around 17, 18. But in the articles, they talk about Brock Pierce as being close to the inner circle of Brian Singer and some of these other guys. Is Is it Mark Allen's rector? Something like that. Collins, Mark Collins, Mark Collins, rector, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he's he a convicted like a, sex offender, and he fled the country. Yeah. And they found him with a cache, a weapons cache, and a bunch of child porn. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Well, some things just are o- overlooked in Europe. Fucking Polanski lives there. Mm. They don't give a shit. Well, didn't I think it was in? Uh, I don't want to say the wrong country, but somewhere over there, they were making like. Like, there were companies making child porn until, like, a lot later than you would 
expect a lot more recently. Well, I'm sure there's different ages of consent in different countries. Yeah. But I don't know. I remember reading somewhere that like, like Denmark or something like that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Even though as I speak into a microphone. But uh, until like, I don't know, the 60s or something, they were like making professional child porn. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, these allegations against Brian Singer are pretty egregious, and uh, they've been ongoing for decades. There's been allegations that have followed him around for a long time. Uh, he settled cases out of court before. Um, other cases were uh, dismissed or dropped. Um, there's a big controversy now because his film Bohemian Rhapsody has obviously done very well and nominated for a bunch of awards. Millennium Films uh, paid him $10 million or are going to pay him $10 million to direct the upcoming Red Sonja, which is a point of contention for some people because that's, well, A, they don't think he should have a job doing anything anymore, and B, apparently the main character is a survivor of sexual abuse or sexual assault. It's weird. It's just all so mm-hmm. weird. Like, and I, I read today that if they go through with it, they're going to be filming that in Bulgaria, Romania, an Eastern European country where the age of consent is 14. Which would be right up Brian Singer's alley. How does I just I, I'm trying to like imagine what he's thinking being attached to a project like that, you know? Like considering Well it's a comic book movie and he's been doing a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. So, the, just the subject matter seems so like it might spark too. some uh <laughs> memories. I don't know. But yeah, Brock Pierce seems like he was I don't know, he somehow found his way. I think somebody introduced him into Brian Singer and Mark Collins Rector and some of these other guys. I believe Chad Shackley is the other guy's name, who was, I believe, a lover of Mark Collins Rector. And they started DEN, Digital yeah. Entertainment Network, DEN. Yeah. Brian Singer was a major contributor to that, investor. And one time they had, I've seen figures around $80 million, and I've seen somebody said something about over $100 million. Whatever it was, it was very large. And it was about to go, they were going to have initial uh, public offering for it. Uh, but that's when the allegations against Mark Collins Rector and everyone everyone came out. And so that kind of poo-pooed that situation. So it kind of it collapsed after about a year or so. But um, they specialized in, I guess, digital content geared towards the 14 to 24-year-old demographic. And they were kind of Netflix before Netflix. They wanted to just do streaming stuff online because this was the internet was blowing up. Although one of the main drawbacks to this was because nobody really had fast enough internet for this shit. Huh. It's like 99, so nobody could really download stuff fast. Mm-hmm. So that was another problem they ran into. But they gave Brock Pierce an executive position at this company when he was 18. He's making $250,000 a year salary. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a 1% share, I think, of any profits or just a stake in the company. Yeah. Did you men- you mention that they were kind of aiming towards the gay community too? Yeah. Like it was almost like they were trying to frame it as like progressive, like, oh, this is, you know, going to help the gay community yep. while they're abusing <laughs> children. It's yeah. insane. There's, it was kind of like a Silver Spoons knockoff, like a, a gay version of Silver Spoons, where it was called Chad's World, and basically this young boy goes to live with this rich old man. 
It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah. It took place at that MNC estate. And there's a documentary called An Open Secret. It's uh, free to watch on Vimeo. It's very disturbing and very, very good documentary. Um, and they show clips of it in there. And there's one scene from Chad's world where there's two boys in a hot tub. They look like they're about 14, 15. And one of them says to the other, like, yeah, I think the uh, the owner of this house, he's uh, you know, he's gay. The other kid's like, huh, really? Hmm, that doesn't bother me. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't bother me either. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, obviously treat gays with respect, but at the same time, the dominoes start falling. And then the next step is that old man's in the tub with you. Because they try to almost, how should I frame it? Because the documentary goes out of its way. They try not to disparage homosexuals. They want to make a very clear distinction between homosexuals and predators. Because mm-hmm. like uh, they interview a, a former New York detective in the documentary and investigate a lot of this stuff out in California um, after he uh, retired. He's referencing like Brian Singer or some of the other guys, and he says about them, you know, these guys aren't homosexuals, they're predators. You know, this has nothing to do with them being gay or saying they're gay like these are predators yeah and that's really dark when they use that to be like you know they're they're uh preying on these kids and then if anybody says anything about it it's like oh you're just you're just being homophobic you know that's what brian singer said about the atlantic article this past week Mm -hmm. it's a homophobic smear campaign (laughs) okay because these young man he promised that you can get a you can get a little part in one of my X-Men movies. Actually, one of the people in the first X-Men is one of the people that accused Brian Singer. I looked him up on IMDb, and that is his only credit. Hmm. X-Men 1, apparently he got out of the business. But yeah, it's it's a topic for another episode, but it seems like Brock Pierce was first a victim, and then he got a, got into the inner circle of, of Den. And then it seems like he, and he kind of enabled Brian Singer and, and Mark collins rector and some of these other guys kind of aided and abetted them a little bit allegedly Mm -hmm. all this stuff is allegedly since i'm not a judge nor jury nor affiliated with any law enforcement agency or law i don't mind i'm pretty sure he did it (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of hard to shit talk brock pierce because he's like we said a victim first but i don't know at what point do you stop feeling bad for him and start, you know, calling him a piece of shit? (laughs) Either way, a lot of dark stuff behind these seemingly innocent movies from our childhoods. Yeah. So Brock Pierce is kind of the only black guy to this movie, but... Well, there's a couple black guys in there. (laughs) Black eyes. Oh. Uh, thanks for bringing it back. <laughs> I don't know how we follow that. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I joke. Why you not know joke when you hear joke? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move it along. Let's let's go to another clip here. This is the uh, scene in the locker room after they get their new equipment there, the Ducks jerseys. The Ducks? We're the Ducks? Man, what branded jerk came up with that name? As a matter of fact, I did. But I didn't have a choice. We're being sponsored. By who, Donald and Daisy? <laughs> hey, you don't want to be Ducks? 
Rather be District 5, some stupid number? Better than some stupid animal. I'll have you know, Peter, that the duck is one of the most noble, agile, and intelligent creatures of the animal kingdom. But they're wimpy. They don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. <laughs> have you guys ever seen a flock of ducks flying in perfect formation? It's beautiful. Pretty awesome, the way they all stick together. Ducks never say die. Ever seen a duck fight? No way. Why? Because the other animals are afraid. They know that if they mess with one duck, they got to deal with the whole flock. Oh, I'm proud to be a duck, and I'd be proud to fly with any one of you. So how about it? Who's a duck? I'll be a duck. Yeah, me too. Okay, I have a couple things to say about this. <laughs> so number one, all that stuff about ducks being noble and all that bullshit. Ducks are rapists. <laughs> what? You didn't know ducks are rapists? We're doing more rape content. Okay, here is uh, an article on Vox.com. <clears throat> Vox. <laughs> Must be true if it's on Vox. <laughs> No problem with Vox? It must be true. That's what Ducks are brutal rapists. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Ducks are brutal rapists. Uh, in a 2012 paper on duck reproduction, blah, 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 up to 40% of sex between wild mallards observed by researchers is forced. Often involves fast aerial pursuits, multiple aggressors, and male spectators. So isn't that common amongst yeah. most wild animals? Have you ever seen cats fuck? <clears throat> well, this every time I've seen a cat have sex, it looks like rape. Have you ever seen a dog hump a human person's leg? <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are rapists. But no, a cat every time. Well, a cat but has they sex, so the female ducks culture. actually resist by hiding for hours, <laughs> undertaking long flights in an attempt to rid themselves of unwanted males, and struggling during forced copulations. How do they know whether that she? It gave says consent? here it's horrible. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot like a cat. Here's a fun fact: the male will grab, will bite the female on the back of the neck, hold her there, and then penetrate her with a with a member that is barbed. It is very painful for the female. Yeah. Every time. Well, either way, my point <laughs> stands: ducks not noble. But they fly together, Jason. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got a problem with that, too. <laughs> because later in the movie, they show a V of birds flying through the air. Those are geese. Those, Those are not ducks. Those D2. Oh, sorry. I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> but still. <laughs> but they quacked. Geese are I not, heard them quack. <laughs> geese are not ducks. And those were honking geese. They honked. They didn't quack. I hate honking. geese. Every time I see them, I would run them over. <laughs> Fuck them. Fucking geese. Geese over are not ducks. Over they, by, should, uh, they shouldn't own that. By work? Yeah. 
<laughs> when they're always crossing the road. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see turkeys over there from time to time, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen one in the parking lot. I saw a turkey. turkey walking by the uh, the empty former Boston Market over here a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Former Boston Market? Where's that? Uh, by Best Buy. Across the freeway. Hmm. Huh. Lindale. Buy? Lindale 494. Hmm. Technically, it's Richfield. All right, well... The Ducks jerseys bring these kids together. There's a nice big montage of them rollerblading around the the tubes of Minneapolis. This is the obligatory Skyway scene of mm-hmm. any movie. It's probably the s- same one that Arnie was running down. <laughs> one of them, at least. Arnie or Sinbad. Um, I think they're in City Center when they're in kind of the shopping area. Is that City Center? Yeah, I'm or not sure. An old sure. city center. I'm not sure. I, I was going to look it up, but I, I forgot. In the next movie, they go to the MOA. Right by Pasta Mania. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I knew I, I was going to go back and see if I could. Uh, I was going to look for something, and then I totally forgot what I was going to look for, and it was that. To see if <laughs> Pasta Mania was there when they went by. Brett loves Pasta Mania, and just listen to our... Episode on Jingle All the Way. <laughs> what is Pasta Mania? It was a pasta restaurant <laughs> at the Mall of America that was owned by Hulk Hogan. Oh. <laughs> Man, there were a lot of weird stores when the mall first opened. Yeah. It is or is going to be a Popeye's now. A Popeye's at the Mall of America? Yeah. It's kind of exciting. It's by where the log flume comes out on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And then the the thing goes around and down. It's right there. Cool. In the food court. It's the last one on the left. Yeah. It was a McDonald's. Yeah. About six, seven years ago. I think it was a Perkins or something in between there, too. Perkins at the mall? This is weird. I don't know. No. For some reason, I think it was a Perkins. That seems like the wrong spot for Perkins because there's no fucking room there. They just had like a bakery or something. I don't know. But. Yeah, it was McDonald's for a while. I don't know if there's anything after McDonald's. That spot's been blank for a while, been vacant. But I went up there uh, a few months ago, and it was Popeye's coming soon. I assume it's already open. What does Popeye's excite you, Jason? There's plenty of Popeye's around. Where? The closest one is, like, St. Paul. Well, you can go a mile down that way and get one. They replaced Where? a bunch of KFCs with on uh, Lindale. Okay, it's about maybe two miles down. But uh, well, I had to drive fifty minutes to get here. You know, actually, I think it is only about a mile and a half. So now you just, it'll make that part of your routine. Yeah, you leave your house early, go get some Popeyes, and come back here. Yeah, do that. <laughs> they shut. They got that new special, like five bucks to get. Like three boneless and a biscuit and a pop or something like that. Maybe even a side too. Mm, it's bad. valued at like ten or twelve dollars. <clears throat> well, <laughs> damn. And it's Louisiana fresh. And it's got a drink. Yeah. I mean, Actually, on. I just got Popeyes like a few weeks ago for the first time in over ten years. Hmm. It was pretty good. I've I actually like never it. had Popeyes. It's worth checking out. Yeah. I just know Ari Spears did a. Oh. The jokes about Popeyes in one of his uh, stand-up specials. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a guy there working. And he had a thick accent. And he kept asking him, do you want the spicy or the mayo? And he's like, no, I don't want mayo on my chicken. <laughs> 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 uh, you should check it out. It was one of his uh, his Showtime specials. Popeye's biscuits are way better than KFC. Are they? KFC, they're, they're pretty good. KFC got rid of all but three $5 fill-ups. What Ooh. the hell? They raised the price. Everything else is five twenty nine now. When did this yeah. happen? I don't know. They had a new menu when I went on uh, Tuesday. Hmm. All right. Well, back to Mighty Ducks. So, yeah, they're getting a little montage. The kids are having fun together. And uh, Charlie has a sad breakdown at Mickey's Diner where his mom works. Oh, my yeah. God. When that scene opened, I'm like, what is this kid doing eating alone at Mickey's Diner? How did he get there? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you realize his mom was, works there, yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have a, a Mickey Diner, Mickey's Diner scene. Yeah, it's a Minnesota movie. So mm-hmm. that and Jingle All the Way. Yeah, amongst other movies. Prairie Home Companion. It's a world famous, that. world famous Mickey's Dining Car. <laughs> <laughs> and it is open pretty much twenty four hours. Is it? Yeah, I went there a few years ago. I was at a bachelor party in St. Paul. And uh, it was after bar close. They got stumbled in there about two thirty. Got mm. some breakfast. Man, I haven't been there in twenty five years or something. Uh, is it open all year round too? I believe so. Mm. Well, they're open on Christmas Eve. It's very Apparently. dead on Christmas Eve in the afternoon, but you might catch a radio contest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then if you if you break the the payphone, you just got to go two blocks up on Wabash. <laughs> <laughs> they kept that payphone in there for a long time. I don't know if they still have it, but Jones and I went and took pictures there last September or August. Still got to put those pictures on the website, but yeah, they bond over being uh, Charlie and Gordon Bombay bond over being children of single mothers. Yep. Because Gordon's dad died. And Charlie gets really attached. Yep. Starts crying. Gordon hasn't even been there that long, you know. He gets really clingy. <laughs> he hasn't even left him yet. <laughs> uh, and mom gives gives him that speech about how, you know, he's getting really attached. Uh, I mean, you're going to marry me, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, What do you say to that, you know? She's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to push anything on you, but I just want to let you know, like, either you leave now or you're with me forever, basically. <laughs> well, then when he starts playing into that, she's like, whoa, you're going too fast, buddy. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. What do you want, lady? No wonder you're single. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think we glossed over the fact that, I mean, we... Open with Bombay kind of being a terrible coach and a terrible person, but you know he really learned to uh, work as a team, have fun playing hockey. Again, that's how he kind of galvanized the Muddy Ducks to victory mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's right. I wrote down Gordon visits Hans and has an attack of conscience. Yep, because he reminded him that his dad died. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he reminds him of the failure that he had framed on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that first loss, he 
he teaches the team to flop. Yeah. Then they they get warned for diving. Yep. And he's like, "What are you talking about? We're getting tripped all over the place." <laughs> Parents are upset. Don't want to raise a bunch of cheaters. Yep. So and then they get back to fundamentals, pass some eggs on the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are they going to clean all those eggs off the ice? <laughs> That's Zamb- somebody else's job. Zamboni. It doesn't sweep up the eggs. There's just going to be frozen yolk everywhere. I'm just going to pour in more water until it's smooth well, again. It, it polishes the ice, so that's suppose. Then you got yolk all over the Zamboni? <laughs> I'm sure it's seen worse. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Let's get to a little infighting in the uh, Mighty Ducks. They're at school. This is a clip from uh, science class. People start giving little Charlie Conway a little crap about coach and his mom. That's right. The red is oxygen. Now, what are the blue balls? (laughs) Tommy? Hydrogen? Is correct. Now, put them together, and you have a molecule that makes up 96% of your body. What is it? Pizza? (laughs) It's the principle. I'll be right back. Work on... H2CO3. It's a goodie. How'd the forfeit go, Spazway? Yeah, did you score? Leave me alone, guys. I don't want to talk about the team. Oh, yeah, sure. Coach's pet. Everybody knows he likes you best. Likes his mom, you mean. <laughs> Take it back, Carp! Take it back now! Yeah. Leave him alone, Carp. Give him a red show, Carp. Hey, don't push uh, me. Guys, guys, guys. Why is Charlie so offended by uh, Carp saying that he, uh, Coach Bombay likes his mom? I thought that's what he wanted. Yeah, but Charlie doesn't want anyone else to know that. Oh, I see. It's a shameful secret. Yeah. Trying to get his mom laid. Quack, 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 quack. What are the blue balls? <laughs> there was Everyone snickers. I probably didn't get that joke What do these little kids know kid? about? Yeah, neither, I, no, I didn't. Yeah. No. It, yeah. How do these little 10-year-olds know about blue balls? They're inner city kids or something. Well, they're definitely not cake eaters. <laughs> like that fucking traitor Charlie Banks. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Adam Banks, right? Adam yeah. Banks. Yeah. Adam Banks, he's just getting fucked up in both these movies with cheap shots. Yeah. This is when he gets cross-checked in the back. And he goes headfirst into the post, the goal post. With Banks? Yeah. And then he's knocked unconscious. There yeah. are a couple. Of, there's a there's an earlier scene where Carp gets a puck in the face, and then they make a joke about his concussion. Yeah. Because you could do that in 92. Yeah, I think we kind of glossed over the fact that Adam Banks is now the Ducks because the way the district lines were drawn, 
actually Adam Banks is technically supposed to be District 5. Yeah. So he's on the Ducks. But uh, here, the last clip from this movie is uh, the conversation in Mr. Ducksworth, Mr. Ducksworth's office. <laughs> uh, here we go. Thanks for coming by on such short notice, Gordon. By the way, your court release came through. Congratulations, your community service is over. You're kidding. So you wanted to talk about my coming back to work then? Well, actually... Oh, you got your jersey. Great. You know, a lot's been happening, so the Ducks might even make the playoffs. <laughs> Gordon, you know Coach Riley and Mr. Banks? Sorry, they're the bad guys. <laughs> no. Actually, Phil is one of my oldest friends. Gerald was kind enough to get us all together here to try to work out this little problem. You see, my son Adam wants to play for the Hawks. His older brother was a Hawk. All of his little friends are Hawks. That's where he belongs. It's a tradition. Now, you understand that, Gordon. You played. Sure, I can, but the league's already ruled on it. We've talked to the league, and we worked out a little deal. You guys cut a deal with the Pee Wee Hockey League? Yes, Gordon, we did. The long and short of it is that Adam stays on the Hawks for the rest of the season. And then next year, they redraft the Lions. Correctly. Now, the league did make one condition. What's that? That you withdraw your protest. It's great. Good. Good. Well, that's settled then. No, sir. You don't understand. I can't withdraw my protest. What? Mr. Ducksworth, you wanted me to learn about fair play and how to be part of a team. And I may not have learned everything yet, but I remember something my father said to me. A team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something you belong to. Something you feel. Something you have to earn. And I'm not going to let those kids down. Gordon, I'm going to make this simple. Are you prepared to lose your job over some kids? Some game? Ask you, sir. Are you prepared to fire me over some kids? Some game? Collect your personal belongings, Gordon. Yes, sir, Mr. Ducksworth. Thank you very much, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Gordon, quack. Stop quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. You may have paid for this jersey, sir, but you didn't earn it. I'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, Brett, what was that website you text me? You can get that shirt. It says quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Oh, uh, barbershopwindow.com. Okay. kind of want that shirt. <laughs> they got a Goldberg who's next shirt, too. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg as a goalie. <laughs> pretty good it's a it's a mashup of the goalie and the wrestler they're both <laughs> named goldberg <laughs> i don't know bombay's little speech about a team is something you belong to it really doesn't mesh with him just ripping adam off his team <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, on his own just so he can fucking win yeah <laughs> i also found it odd that so he gets fired here right yeah 
yet he still gets the dr- the driver hangs around the the rest of the movie. Yeah, like he's on the bench and shit. Like he's he's the <laughs> assistant coach all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like why is the driver still here? Well, I didn't understand either. Is Ducksworth is sponsoring the Ducks, but yet he doesn't want a really good player to play on the team that he's sponsoring. Well, he's old friends with uh, Adam's dad. Yeah, but Adam's he doesn't have money invested in Adam's dad, does he? Well, he might be business partners. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it'll lead to a lot more dough down the road, huh? So are they not going to redraw the lines next year? (laughs) (laughs) Redraw the lines for the whole country, I guess. (laughs) It doesn't matter because they go play in the, the national team anyways. Yeah, so obviously they start playing a lot better. Adam Banks is ripping shit up. They make it to the final game against none other than Coach Riley's hated Hawks. Can we talk about their trip to the the uh, Met Center to go see the North Stars? Sure, they get to meet Mike Madano. Mike Madano and Basil McRae. Yep. Well, I, I saw that Basil McRae led the North Stars in all-time penalty minutes. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's funny because they're like, uh, everybody has a different story about what Bombay is doing these days. They all remember him as a 10-year-old hockey player, which he must have been the greatest 10-year-old <laughs> hockey player in the history of the world, the way they talk about him. Yeah. Like, you could have gone pro. I was like, dude, he was fucking 10. He didn't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> and then uh, they, they think he's a farmer or a doctor or whatever the fuck they think he is. But. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, drooling all over. They're like, oh, my God, you could have been the best. We could have been playing together. I could get you a tryout for the Miners. And then they, they watch the North Stars play the Hartford uh, Whalers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fun fact, both of those teams relocated the year after this movie came out. Yep, pretty much. The Whalers well, were a few years after. Yeah. But the North Stars... North Stars were immediately after. After 93, 92, yeah. 93 season, they were done. Yeah. Went to Dallas. And uh, also, fun fact, the owner of the Stars, the North Stars, wanted to move them to California to be the LA Stars. But the NHL says, well, Disney wants to get in on this with an expansion team, so we're going to give them Anaheim. They're going to be the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. You go wherever else you want, and they pick Dallas. <laughs> and then in D2, the finals of the Goodwill Games are at the, the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim, which is the home arena of the NHL's Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah. Of course, now they're just the Ducks, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, they're not owned by Disney they're anymore. They're not mighty anymore. Also interesting, the Met Center has kind of a kind of a cool history other tenants of the building were the Minnesota Muskies, the ABA team, before they moved to Miami. Uh, they also had Minnesota Kicks, played a couple indoor seasons, 79 to 81. Also, the very first performance of Sesame Street Live was there in September 1980. Hmm. You had the 25th uh, NHL All-Star Game. You had the 81 Stanley Cup Finals, the 91 Stanley Cup Finals, four Grateful Dead concerts, Michael Jackson performed three consecutive sold-out shows in front of over 50,000 people during his Bad World Tour in 1988. Elvis Presley performed sold-out show on October 17, 76. 
Another one on November 5th, 71. And Jimi Hendrix performed the longest version of his hit Red House on November 1st, 1968. So I thought it was a pretty yeah. cool assortment of guests. Mm-hmm. Although it seems like Michael Jackson kind of fits into what we were talking about earlier. Mm. Whoopsie. Have you heard about that documentary that's at uh, Sundance right now? No. no. It's called Leaving Neverland. And it uh, chronicles two new uh, accusers of Michael Jackson. And the documentary is two parts, and it totals over four hours. Jesus. So that's a rough watch. Yikes. A lot of crazy stuff in there. Like that one kid that was in that Martin Bashir interview that accused Michael Jackson of uh, molesting him. Remember that Martin Bashir special they had? I don't know. And uh, oh, when was that? That must have been like oh three oh four maybe. It was like an hour long special, and he he was doing interviews and then following him around, and he showed him his wishing tree, and then he went shopping with him and followed him around a couple uh, hotels and stuff on his tour, and there's a. They're doing interviews at Neverland, and there was a like a cancer kid there. And then, like a year or two later, that kid said, "Yeah, Michael Jackson touched me." You know, and he's in that interview. Hmm. It's pretty crazy. You don't remember that? Well, they all just kind of blend together. There's a lot of stories like that, to be yeah. honest. Because you don't, I'm surprised you don't remember that Martin Bashir special. Cause well, I, I might remember. On, I just don't remember the name. He got on a Nightline right after that. But he was a right. British guy. Let's try and finish up Mighty Ducks one here, and then rattle on through Mighty Ducks two quickly. Just turn into a long episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more thing: Met Center is uh, where that used to be. Is now a parking lot for the Mall of America and IKEA. Yeah. It's Ikea's, Ikea's not connected to Mall of America, but it's just across the street. Yeah. And then the space in between Mall of America and Ikea was kind of the other side. Although they keep on expanding. It seems like it'll only be a number of years before they're inevitably inevitably connected. Inevitably. What are you? Things are inevitably going to (laughs) change. You ever have that? Word you can't get? (laughs) You should get that uh, Team America clip. (laughs) <laughs> Inevitably. <laughs> Anyways, Adam Banks' dad still wears the Hawks jackets, even though his kid's on the other team then mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. I thought, thought that was funny. Adam Banks has to get paralyzed or almost paralyzed before the <laughs> team to accept him. Yeah. <laughs> they finally accept him after he takes that wicked digger into the uh, pole. They got two, two minutes for cross-checking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, then they do the flying v and then it's uh when it's tied and then charlie gets to take the uh the penalty penalty shot shot. yeah i wonder if any real team has ever actually tried the flying v i wonder how that would go over apparently it's uh, interference (laughs) because they'll go they'll go check the uh the defense and then uh, they clear up the shooter, <laughs> and that is not legal. <laughs> Anything goes in peewee hockey. <laughs> we already talked about this. Um, yeah, it's kind of a good game. It goes back and forth. 
and they're getting their ass kicked, and they kind of come back, and the Hawks score again. Yeah. And they tie it up, and of course, you know, Charlie Conway finally doesn't fan on a puck. Yeah, he's not very good throughout the whole movie. And that's one thing I forgot that Charlie Conway kind of sucks at hockey. <laughs> yeah, but then he's been practicing the triple deke somewhere <laughs> off screen. You know, they don't have any any scenes of him practicing. And, they had uh, to cut that montage for time. Yeah, so he does the same move that Gordon Bombay failed on. He hits the post, but it goes in. Yeah, Simon Bombay had that conversation about. Gordon hitting the post, you know, if it was a quarter inch to the right, it would have went in. Yeah. Well, if it was a quarter inch to the left, you would have missed it entirely. <laughs> I never thought about it that <laughs> way. Such a pessimist. If it was a quarter inch to the left, you wouldn't have missed it entirely. <laughs> it would have just glanced off worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's pretty much the end of the movie. Uh, yep, Ducks win. My base is, uh, what, I'll see you next year. We got a sequel to make. <laughs> basically so yeah he doesn't well, want to be a lawyer anymore so he gets on the bus to Duluth to try out for the, the minor leagues yeah. well you could be a diaper salesman in Duluth for all I care <laughs> was that a quote from Ducksworth <laughs> basically uh, but there's a fun fact about the ending there um, They, I mean they didn't plan on doing a sequel like they uh they didn't expect this movie to do any <laughs> Charlie's mom is any evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um but apparently people on the crew were joking that that last scene was like a great opportunity for a sequel. And then they ended up doing it. Oh, is that the fun fact? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It said it was fun on the website that I got it from, but Well, they're like, "Yeah, we want a sequel, but we ended it with Bombay trying to get into the NHL. How are we going to crush his dreams of getting <laughs> the NHL make him a fucking coach again yeah. well you could have just done the, the movie where he makes the NHL but uh, they just wanted to stick with the same formula Yeah. so they took his knee out with a cheap shot mini ha ha waves <laughs> yeah let's get into the second one here I'll give you the details quick mostly the same cast Came out in 1994, D2 colon The Mighty Ducks, directed by Sam Wiseman. So besides the regular cast in the first one, we have uh, Catherine Irby as Michelle McKay, Michael Tucker as Tibbles, <laughs> Mr. Tibbles, <laughs> Jan Rubes as Jan, so he takes over for Denomalos, Karsten Norgard. You mean, you mean Jan. Yeah, what did I say? He's a Jan. I said Jan. Whoops. Sorry. Just reading. <laughs> I said Jan earlier when I mentioned him. Well, you got his character's name right. They're spelled the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jan Rubes <laughs> is Jan. Um, Karsten Norgard is uh, Coach Stanson for Iceland. Maria Ellingson is Maria. The Maria. only Icelandic person in the movie. Ah, fun fact, Jason. Mm-hmm. Did you say Keenan? Not yet. Keenan Thompson as Russ Tyler. We got uh, Mike Vitar as Luis Mendoza. Justin Wong as Ken Wu. Uh, Scott White as Gunnar Stahl. Uh, Vishalish uh, Shannon as James. And that would be uh, Keenan's older brother in here. Oh, I uh, just wanted to mention another fun fact about Maria. 
the only Icelandic person in yep. the movie. Apparently, she's like a big star in Iceland, really? then and now. Well, I'm a core Icelandic, and I don't even fucking know her, dude. Oh, you, know. you know, two Icelandic stars. Yeah. Uh, Bjork and <laughs> her, is that who you're talking about? I thought you were talking about host of WTM podcast, <laughs> Eric Mulder. Quarter Icelandic. Oh, right, right. Of course, <laughs> of course. But I thought Iceland was icy. <laughs> oh. And Greenland was green. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of celebrities in here. We got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Chris Chelios, Cam Neely, Luke Robitaille, Greg Luganis, Christy Yamaguchi, Wayne Gretzky. My favorite is when Charlie says to all his hockey-playing friends when Greg uh, Wayne Gretzky shows up to the locker room. This is the great one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I know you don't know who this is. Let me, let me introduce you. <laughs> he is the greatest hockey player to ever play the game. Um, so Bombay blows out his knee on a dirty hit. Yep. In a hockey game. The Minnehaha Waves. We oh. talked about how Charlie's mom is just fucking gone, not there, even though he's, he's in the Twin lives, Cities area. He still lives at home. He's got his Ducks jersey in a in a plastic frame, and then he must have busted it open to, to get it on. <laughs> and it's even though it's his jersey from last year when he was about half as big, the jersey is like four sizes too big for him this year. Yeah. And he... uh. Still rocking the North Stars cap, you know they just left. They do. There's a picture, or I should say, there's a there's a newspaper pinned up on a wall that the headline is North Stars agreed or agreed to move or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they do mention it kind of in passing, but it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it type of scene. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Like I mentioned earlier, there's an awful lot of newspaper coverage for a PWE championship because there are about. Six or seven different articles they have up about it. Mm-hmm. Just he- headline news. Um, here's the first clip. This is Bombay talking to a representative from Hendrix Sports. He's kind of sponsoring Team USA and wants to get him as coach of Team USA. Can I help you? Oh. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Got away from me. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah, much better than your pictures. Thanks. I'm uh, Don Tibbles, senior VP, Hendrix Hockey Apparel. How's the knee? You know, I have a doctor in Los Angeles. I want to take a look at it. He's doing great things with baboon ligaments. Hendrix Hockey, huh? What exactly is it that you want, Mr. Tibbles? I want you, Gordon. I want the next coach of Team USA to become a household name. I want you to become synonymous with winning and winning to become synonymous with Hendrix. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're joking, right? I mean, this is a joke. It's no joke. This is the real thing, Gordon. You want me to coach Team USA? Your friend Jan's been pitching you for months. Gordon, what you did with the Ducks there was magic. And we, and by we, I mean Hendricks Hockey, the Junior Goodwill Games, and your country need that magic. What do you say, coach? <clears throat> Come on, let's round up those ducks. We've got a lot of work to do. Gordon, use this. Thanks, Gun. Go get him, Gordon. 
It's a duck call. That's what it is. <laughs> he just calls out Charlie and then makes Charlie go get the rest of the team. Yeah. You have a <laughs> montage. Then rollerblading around the whole Twin Cities metro. <laughs> just pretty large. Which is the, they go pick up Aravin, and he's at a job. Yeah, he's he's taking tickets at the Mall of America. How does he have yeah. a fucking job? He's like 12. <laughs> oh, my God. They it's all look question. like they're about 16, don't they? Yeah, Goldberg yeah. I get because that's his family delicatessen. Yeah. So he can just work there. But how the fuck does Amberman get a job in a movie theater? When that's he's like, what it doesn't all... make any sense because they're not in high school yet. Yeah. Cause it's I know like... you can, some places you can work at like 15. Yeah, that's the or minimum, I think. Like yeah. 14, I think it might be. But even so, if they were... 10 and this takes place one year later <laughs> not even it's like six months later because it's the next summer yeah <laughs> and they have grown a lot yeah they find connie and she's about to start a makeout sesh with uh who was that gee is that who she's with i don't remember gee but he was in both movies yeah <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> I don't even remember what his last name was. I guess him and uh, Fulton were brothers in real life. And one of them had to uh, pretend like he was a different person, like they weren't related, so they could get the both of them casted. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they got to round up, I guess, the ducks that are still there. Even though Goldberg said he was moving back to Philadelphia. Yeah. Like That's next. the first thing he said <laughs> in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hockey's too important. I can't leave now. His parents have a delicatessen. Like yeah. they have a, they've planted roots. <laughs> <laughs> you are not moving back to Philly. Well, Terry's not in this movie. They got Jesse back, but not yeah. his brother Terry. Guess he's just out. Their dad's not. Terry's in the one either. that was taxed in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse was the mouthy one. Terry yeah. was the quiet one. Then they got to introduce a whole bunch of new stereotypical <laughs> hockey players. So they get the speedster from Miami who's Latino, and they play some salsa music. From the hockey hotbed of South Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Followed up by the, the other hockey hotbed of Austin, Texas. Yeah, of course, he just has a lasso with him at all times. He's always wearing a cowboy, cowboy hat. Yeah. yeah, just a cowboy. Oh, man. The other ones are less egregious. Yeah. The Bash brother from Chicago. Yep. And then uh, the girl goalie from Bangor, Maine. Yep. Is that it? Oh, the Chinese kid. The, well, <laughs> Asian American. Where is he from? I think he said California in the yeah. trivia, but I don't know if they specifically said in the in the movie. Well, there was that scene where they all go around and say where they're from. <laughs> he must have said something. No, well, they I'll, I'll play that clip at the end, so we'll figure it out. Okay. I don't think they said where he's. They said he was in the Olympics. He was, uh, or he was a, yeah. I think he was an Olympic figure skater. Yeah. So I'm I'm having this memory of a scene where somebody is playing hockey with figure skates. That was the first movie. Okay, yeah. They're the brother and sister <laughs> figure skaters. Right, right, right. And then in the second movie, they weren't there. Yeah. But they had a oh, but better also, figure skater. Yeah, but in this one, he says, like, oh, I can do a, you know, oh, he names some figure skating move. Yeah. And he tries it, and they shut him down. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, he is a figure skater. Right. They have figure skaters in both movies, but they're different. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying there's figure skating. Like, yeah. he, he does a move on the ice, like a figure skating thing in this one, too. He does it a couple times. First time, he gets shut down. Second time, it works. Hmm. Um, I finally found the name I was looking for. Can't even pronounce it. Colombe Jacobson Durston? Durstein? She was Julie Gaffney, the uh, goalie from Bangor, Maine. Because hmm. I remembered her from, she was the love interest in Rookie of the Year. Oh, Someone the Rookie okay. Roland Gardner is going after. All right. Because she's also in D3, Mighty Ducks. But, uh, yeah, she doesn't have a picture on IMDb, which is a little weird. But, yeah. Funky butt lover. <laughs> she get that clip. Yeah. They said it a couple times in that movie. Probably like four or five. <laughs> I know the doctor says it when he gets his nose broken. Yeah. Did he just say funky butt loving? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Stern is a treasure in that movie. Back to Money Ducks. Let's play a clip here. This is the press conference with Team USA interrupted by Stenson. Can I say real quick? They get on a Wheaties box before they play a single game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is bullshit. You got to promote. That is bullshit. Well, I got to point out that, uh, listen to this clip. Pay attention to the very end. The Hendricks Bear says something. Like, I don't know. He kind of sexually harasses... Uh, the tutor, basically. Hashtag time's up for the Hendrick. <laughs> yeah. Great to be here. Oh, got that? Great. Thanks a lot. Okay, we open it up to questions. Yes, Team USA, how does it feel competing on an international level here in Los Angeles? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Coach Bombay, the Vikings from Iceland are the heavy favorite. Their coach is already guaranteed victory. How are you going to handle them? Um... Hard work. I think our team is ready to go up against the best in the world. We're not worried about them. Iceland may be tough, but uh, we're Team USA and we're going all the way. Yeah. All right, Scott. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Team USA is going down. That's where you're going. See you on the ice, Pompeii. That's uh, Stanson, coach of the Iceland team. He's well known, Stanson from the NHL. Wolf, the dentist, Stanson is coaching. You didn't tell me that. It's all right. You know who I that guy's a dentist. That was his nickname. Played one year pro. Collected more teeth than goals. He even punched out his own coach. I heard they ran him out of the league and the country. What happened to freedom of speech, huh? Okay. Isn't this America? Yeah. That's his team. Those guys are huge. Coach, Nancy, I just want Nancy, one more he's thing already that I told you, but he thinks. Thanks. How'd I do? Great. It's quite a circus, huh? It's all part of the game. A giant polar bear with sunglasses is part of hockey now? I guess the game's really changed. Gordon, come on, CNN. CNN? Come on, there, Missy. How about a bear? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Flies right by her. Hello, Missy. How about a bear hug? Oh, She's so like, ah. Oh. She do not even know how to react. He didn't even stop. He just walked right by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hendrix bear. I was going to oh. say, like, how does they all know this one hit wonder in the NHL? Then he's like, oh, yeah, he punched out his coach. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would make the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
kicked out of the league in the country. The dentist. What, I thought this was America. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> I don't know. I, apparently their team name is the Vikings, but I thought it was a little on the nose to say the Vikings from Iceland are yeah. coming to take you down. <laughs> yeah. That was a little racist. No. Did you guys notice, like, Hendrix is supposed to be a hockey equipment company, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You would think that they would be wearing Hendrix helmets. They're not. Yeah. They're wearing CCM helmets. What's up with that? Well, the shit on the jerseys big enough. So what? They but just make jerseys? That's right. their hockey equipment? Right. Maybe. You would think, think Hendrix would make everything. Maybe the helmet is made from a company that's a subsidiary. Nah. Cross pr- cross nah. promotion. Maybe. Specializes in helmets. Gordon Bombay uh, promotes it, but he doesn't wear any of it. Just put him in a suit mm-hmm. next to people wearing it. And then they give him like this sweet beach house out in Malibu or something. Like this is where Team USA coach <laughs> lives. Yeah, like, what the weird. fuck are you talking about? Why? Coach it's, Bombay, he eats it up. He's like, I should be close to the team. Never mind. I'm home. They can be by uh, themselves. Goodwill Games is just a cash cow. For the United States. Well, I was confused because when they're doing the establishing shot of the Junior Goodwill games, they announce over the loudspeaker, come see winter and summer events. And I'm like, how are you having both winter and summer events? I don't know, man. I guess they just needed an excuse to do hockey in the summer. Yeah. Because I don't think they're doing like downhill. Street hockey. They're not doing downhill skiing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In Los Angeles in the middle of the summer. I have another clip here. This is uh, when Bombay meets Maria and has shares some more words with Stanson. Get him tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it was my fault. I was clumsy. You're Coach Bombay. That's right. You play well. Well, thank you. I mean, your team. Your team plays well. No, I, I know what you meant. So who are you? I'm the trainer for the Iceland team. My name is Maddie. Tobacco into squat. Luna, stacks. Oh, you have a way with the ladies? <laughs> we haven't formally met. I'm Gordon Bombay, coach of Team USA. I know my competition. I know you. Yeah, but do you know the real me? I'll triumph even more enjoyable. You triumph? Lighten up a little bit. We're all just here to have a little, a little fun. Right? Don't you worry. We will. We will. We will. They're menacing that Iceland coach. That Iceland versus USA game is dirty as fuck. Portman gets ejected in the first three seconds. Yeah. For trying to take out the point man on the I'm drawing a blank what the fuck do they call it what, face Iceland? off on the face, on the face off. off um yeah that kid from Iceland after the whistle's already blown he skates up to Banks and Tomahawk chops him right on the fucking arm with his stick yeah Banks scores a goal and he just puts his arm out and gets anytime that's hacked. happened in the NHL 
Like that vicious of a hit. The guy's out for like half a season. They Spend gave him it. two minutes. <laughs> sort of roughing. Yeah. Everything is two minutes. <laughs> they give everybody two minutes for everything. And well, except movies. for Portman got ejected, and then uh, girl goalie got ejected. I don't even remember yeah, what yeah. her name she, was. I think she pushed. Her name's Julie, I think. Right? Yeah. She, intent she, to injure. You're out of here. Yeah, intent to injure. Got <laughs> hacks him with a with a hockey stick. It was like overhead chop. Yeah. And Portman was going nuts in the locker room for uh, at least the first two periods. Yeah. Uh, gonna be out there. Because, uh, was her name Julie? Was mm-hmm. that, I don't remember her name was. She gets ejected in the third period after they pull Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And he's still going ape shit in the locker room. Hasn't changed yet. Then he changes real quick and then comes out and starts fighting with the, <laughs> <laughs> the Iceland team. Yeah. He always seemed like a bit of a loose cannon. You did have a real tattoo. And he wore like headband or bandanas on his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's the uh, other goon? Fulton Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a very close relationship. Should we talk yeah. about how they shared a room and then they they listened to BTO covers to go to bed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the tunes to go to sleep by. <laughs> <laughs> They're rocking hard together in that room. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized that that was the. Uh, a BTO cover, Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> you just ain't seen nothing yet. Which I don't know why you would cover those guys in the first place. Baby. They wear a lot of Led Zeppelin uh, gear for guys who never listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bombay, when he first meets all the new players, he sees the kid from Chicago, that goon. And there's a goon, you know, we don't play like that. And the Hendrix representative says or tibbles right yeah says uh i believe they're called enforcers you know and he's <laughs> like we don't play like that it's like yeah you fucking do you played the whole first movie like that <laughs> fulton reed is your fucking goon right with a slap shot that is accurate one fifth of the time so yeah he's a goon and now you just have two of them just taking people out with that slap shot too mm-hmm. they get stomped by iceland what is it 12 to 1 yeah and then like that. Uh, Coach Bombay turns into Herb Brooks, <laughs> makes him run sprints after the game. <laughs> Bag skate. Let's go. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. They did the same scene in that movie, uh, Miracle. Miracle? Yeah. You know, they totally ripped off so this I movie. think that was a bag skate in Miracle. They, what? A bag skate. They tie bags of weights around the legs. I don't know. So your legs get heavier. Allegedly, this scene was also based on the real Herb Brooks I making see. a steam run sprints after the after playing poorly. After getting their ass kicked, yep. Because I think in uh, the Olympics, the U.S. lost to Russia the f- in the round robin, like uh, ten to two or something like that, or eight to two. Well, I think it said they margin. had a they tied Sweden in an exhibition game or something, and then he's like, "We're run, we're we're doing skates." Yeah. Sprints, whatever. Yep. Suicides. Then they go play street hockey because Miss McKay says they need the rest. <laughs> well, and they keep on getting interrupted by Keenan, who's been <laughs> shit-talking them the whole movie. He shows up to these games. He taunts Team USA. Then he looks bored the whole time. He would just stay home. <laughs> and then he shows up at their, I guess, outdoor training facility. Here, I got to clip from that yeah and this is also uh gets into the first part of them playing street hockey and the hot the other hotbed of hockey <laughs> south central la 
Than me, forget about him. Look for me. Hey, 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 I'm getting sick of you, and I'm getting sick of seeing the USA represented by a bunch of whining babies. But too bad you can't back up that mouth. Man, me and my boys can take you anytime, anywhere. I don't see no boys. I got them waiting. Grab your gear and let's go play some schoolyard puck. Or maybe you forgot what it's like to play for hey, real pride. You got a pass? Come on, it's not too hey, far, hey. you little wimps. Come on. What are you doing? Help me. Let's go. Come on, you coming or not? My little brother Russ here has been telling me that you guys have been choking big time. Well, your brother's got a big mouth. Uh-oh. He does, doesn't he? Oh, boy. Anyways, we thought we'd call y'all to see what you got. Yeah, we know you can talk to the press and sign autographs and stuff. We can do more than that. Oh, yeah? Well, we can teach you how to play like the real Team USA. Yeah, what would you know about it? Party people! Yeah, so they play just a spirited game of street hockey where, I don't know, I guess they are taught the life lesson for this movie. They really help Team USA come together because that's... Stick, gloves, shirt. (laughs) 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 Which I don't think... He got two minutes for punching that goalie. Like I'm pretty sure there's no fighting in the junior Goodwill games. Yeah, teaches him how to fight the... uh, I think you'd get... Kenny Boo. You get a five-minute major and an injection for instigating. Okay, yeah. sorry. I just have to mention, did you, did you guys ever play Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey on N64? Yeah. That game was amazing. No. I played uh, yeah. NHL, what, 94, 93? What was the night, cool one on Sega? I don't know. I never had Sega. I didn't have Sega, so. But man, there was checking. There was fighting. If your goalie got hot, he literally turned into a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love the fighting. Like, you throw down your gloves, and you can actually, like, mm-hmm. throw punches and stuff. The uh, fighting aspect of those games has gotten a lot better over the years, from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah, I well, like more, a lot. Uh, a lot more strategy now. You yeah. really boost your team morale if you, you know, get the <laughs> W in that fight. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I remember I never lost a fight in that game. Because you just, <laughs> just button mash. Yeah. I like how hockey is the only sport that encourages fighting Mm -hmm. and nobody gets mad at it (laughs) (laughs) it's entertainment well they do every once in a while they legislated fighting out of the nba because you know can't have that happening yeah but well it's also kind of the same in baseball you get people get to throw 100 mile hour fastballs at someone's head they don't actually ever fight though well those lead to brawls well the bench Bench is empty and then they they usually just kind of they Didn't don't. you see Pedro throw down that fucking who was it from the uh, Reds, uh, the Yankees? Don who Zimmer. Was, Don Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, about once a year, uh, some people get some good punches in, but that's about it. The only, most of the yeah, most of the bench clearing brawls, nothing really happens. There's there's one. Uh, <clears throat> there's a pretty big one last year. Yeah, they they just usually they swing and miss a lot. Some of it happens because the batter gets hit. <laughs> They're beaming people with these fucking 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. I don't know why the batters drop the bat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Was it last year or the year before? He didn't drop it. He took it with him out there. <laughs> Can't remember who it was. That's what I do. <laughs> Who's that guy? There was one dude that got punched at second base a couple years ago. I forget who it was. Second base? Yeah. He probably slid in too hard. The shortstop just 
fucking jacked his jaw. That's <laughs> right. Did, did old, he break his jaw or something? He's old guy. Yeah, I can't remember who it was now. I don't follow baseball that closely anymore. Yeah. There's that old video from the minors where the the guy got brushed back and then he, he does a, a sidekick to the catcher and then he runs up to the pitcher with <clears throat> bat in hand. That was pretty sweet. That's yeah. the way you do it. Take the catcher out first. <laughs> Maybe suspend the pitcher five games, but if it's starting pitcher, then it means he only misses one game because he only yeah. starts every five games anyways. <laughs> a lot of times they'll just bring in a reliever <laughs> to beam the guy, <laughs> some reliever that they don't use much so mm-hmm. that they can. Yeah, you know, It doesn't matter if he's fucking suspended for five games. That's fun. <laughs> strategy. <laughs> Gotta respect the game. Yeah. That's baseball, baby. <laughs> Let's play hockey. So, yeah, this whole movie, is it Jesse? Is that what I said? She doesn't get to play at all. No, Jesse's the black kid. Not Jesse, sorry. Um, I think it's Julie. Julie was yeah, Julie. Julie. Uh, she only gets in once, and that's when she pushes the guy over. She gets ejected immediately. So she doesn't play, not until the very last scene. <laughs> For the, for about five seconds. To the last shot of the shootout. Yeah. Of the last game. And she kills it. Yeah. Is there this no power plays in PB hockey? Well, there should be. They had three. You know, they had like three, three, three or four box. guys in the penalty box, but you, you never. Nobody ever had an advantage. There was, yeah, there was never an advantage in there. There isn't a camera shot of like just two ducks trying to defend yeah. five guys. Or even I, they don't. I mean, the NHL they don't allow it to go that low. Mm-hmm. I think three is I think the lowest. It's five on three, yeah. Yeah, five on three. Right, you might be able to add a skater or something like that. Well, you have to take the goalie out. I think they will take, or they'll just add the penalty after the current one ends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, another one come after this. Yeah, I'm not sure how it goes. Anywho, yeah, you never see a power play in these movies. Not once. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh like I said, I don't know a lot about hockey. When when do they do overtime and when do they do a shootout? And if overtime is always sudden death in hockey, right? Yeah, yes. for NHL yes. it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty common. Yeah. It depends on the league or Yeah, I was confused why they went straight to shootout, yeah. but maybe because it's a tournament they they don't do overtime. Yeah. I should play the clip. This is between the second, third, and final period against Iceland in the championship game. There's an actual decent pep talk from uh, Coach Bombay, and you get to find out where everybody is from. I think this is the, the most memorable scene of either movie. And there you go. Did y'all enjoy that? Yeah! Okay, well, so did they. Because they're still three points up. And we're one period away from defeat. Well, if we can't beat him, we might as well keep our pride. Jesse, that's not pride. Sure, when Dwayne roped that big oaf, part of me cheered. But guys, I've been there. I know how you feel. I wanted to cream that jerk that busted my knee when I played in the minors. And I really, really wanted to go after Stanson for that cheap shot. But you know what? My knee will heal. And if I become someone I'm not, if I sink to their level, well, then I've lost more than my knee. 
You understand? We're not goons. We're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, we have to be ourselves. You. Who are you? Dean Portman. From where? Chicago, Illinois. You. Guy Germain. From where? Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. You. Jesse Hall from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who are you? Julie Gaffney from Bangor, Maine. Luis Mendoza, Miami, Florida. Greg Goldberg, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Les Averman, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Fulton Reed, Stillwater, Minnesota. Right. Russ Tyler, South Central Los Angeles. Charlie Conway, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ken Rue, San Francisco, California. Connie Moreau, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Adam Banks, Dinah, Minnesota. Dwayne Robinson, Austin, Texas. Michelle McKay, Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm Gordon Bombay, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. That's right, Jan. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks, ducks fly, fly together. together. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, okay, uh, ducks fly together. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. Now, new ducks and old ducks must unite under a new banner. And I thought perhaps something like this. Ducks are rapists and they don't ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. <laughs> um, so yeah, they just get new jerseys. And you can hear the background, the commentary is like, I've been told that it's... It's not against the rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do so much shit against the rules. There's a lot of stuff right. in these movies where I'm like, yeah, this, like, that can't, that can't be in the rules. I, th- I thought they took to the ducks thing awfully quick once they got rid of all the Team USA and red, white, and blue stuff. Yeah, and I thought this is supposed to be international competition representing your country. Well, basically uh, Minnesota and a few <laughs> other people. Yeah, <laughs> but they had the. The dude on the LED boards had it, you know, had the the quack shit going on the the screen, you know. Yeah, I saw that too. How quick do they, can they program that thing? I don't know, man. The ducks are back. We will, we will quack you. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you pointed out earlier off. Um, off mic, you're talking about how the fuck is Stillwater in District Five? <laughs> <laughs> Stillwater is not District Drive. Uh, oh, did you hear Ken Wu? I think he said San Francisco, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, something like That's that. That's a little on the nose. Why is that? There's a lot of Asian people in San Francisco. I suppose. Gold rush. <laughs> <laughs> they needed cheap laborers. And for the railroads. <laughs> Should we mention, though, we we kind of skipped ahead. So Adam was injured, right? Yeah. And then he did the, the I can't turn my wrist with the stick in my hand thing. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, he's a terrible actor. Quote, <laughs> the scouts, my dad. Because he cried. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Charlie's like, I'm a good scout. Here's this Russ Tyler guy. 
And Bombay asked him what he can do, and he says, you never heard of my knuckle puck? And I thought, why the fuck would Gordon Bombay have heard about your fucking knuckle puck? (laughs) Just some kid from South Central. That was another reason Team USA should have been disqualified for these roster changes at the last, like during games, the last minute. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? They bring Keenan on. Charlie Conway's an assistant coach all of a sudden, then Banks is off. No, Banks was off. And then Russ took his spot, and then yep. they played one game, and then Banks is like, miracle recovery! My, yeah, my wrist doesn't hurt anymore. I woke up, the pain was gone. And then Charlie says, oh, I'd be a better coach than a player. He could take my spot. Yeah. And, and he's, I remember Uniform that. changes, calf roping. <laughs> That's what uh, Bombay was pissed off about <laughs> in that first part of that last yeah. speech, because they were roughhousing with the Iceland team. Yep. Standing up for themselves, but you know, not getting any closer to winning. And then the Texas kid starts calf roping, brings his lasso out. Team Iceland, yeah, it's like that is a foreign object. Two minutes for roping, (laughs) (laughs) groping, roping. So, I uh, I noticed in that speech, he starts it off by saying, We're down by three points, which I don't think any hockey player (laughs) or coach would ever say, yeah. They would say goals because they're goals. Yeah, I didn't uh, hear Minnetonka in there. Did you? Nope. Like Brooklyn Park and Edina, Minneapolis. Milwaukee, Minnesota with Uncle Donnie. Minnetonka, Minnetonka, Minnesota. Same difference. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? It's from uh, Manchester by the Sea. It's Casey Affleck and Lucas Hedges talking. You know, Brooklyn Parkins. Okay, here's an idea. We can stop outside of Brainerd. I know a place there we can get laid. What do you think? <laughs> Brooklyn Park and Stillwater are like on opposite sides of the metro area. <laughs> <laughs> Not District 5 material. Like, like one is east, kind of southeast, and the other one's like northwest. <laughs> and there's St. Paul and Minneapolis in between them. Yep. It's a long, skinny district that just spans <laughs> across. The- That's not how it looked in the first movie, though. Like they showed the map. Yeah, it's very rectangular. I think they just didn't want all the kids to say Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got to pick some different towns out here. Where did Where did Jan just have these uh, jerseys laying around? I don't know they were. They, they weren't even the ones up. in the first movie. They were completely brand new jerseys. New. Brand new. That's like five grand in New Jersey's. When I was in elementary school and this came out, there were multiple kids that bought Mighty Ducks starter jackets. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Thinking they were from this movie, but they were just from the NHL team. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had the same fucking logo. I haven't thought about starter jackets in a long time. Why didn't they ever... zip all the way down? There were some that did, but a lot of them had the... It stopped. It, it was like a half zip. They half zip and they had the pouch oh, yeah, in front. Yeah. Yeah. I had the gopher. I had a gopher's... Starter jacket. I just remember those little pull tabs being really. Uh, yep. There was like a black market built around those pull tabs. <laughs> yeah, those zipper. Yeah, everybody zipper was like things. wanted to steal them off other people's jackets <laughs> and stuff. Wasn't there a guy at the mall that got shot over a starter jacket? Wouldn't surprise me. Probably. Pretty sure that happened. The Black Friday. I don't know. No, I think it was like <laughs> a guy was wearing one like he already owned it and then somebody came and wanted his jacket and shot him or something like that. Well, star jackets were hot shit back they in the They really 90s. were. It was a big deal. That reminds me of the time where uh, J.R. Ryder kicked a pregnant woman at the Mall of America. She wearing a starter <laughs> jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she was, but 
It happened. Yeah, Isaiah Ryder was kind of always a piece of shit. What was his dunk called? I can't remember. Was it like the East Bay Funk Dunk or something like that? I can't remember. He yeah, he did win the dunk competition once, and then he kind of ran him out of town. He was one of the first to do the between the legs, running up the baseline and between the legs. Yeah, windmill dunk. What a cool guy. They call him Jr. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, obviously, so they bring in. Uh, Julie, to stop the last penalty shot. Oh, how about how they tied it? They uh, they They cheated. They cheated to tie the game by having. So they wanted to get the knuckle puck up there, Mm -hmm. but they kept blocking it, and he takes like five minutes to set it up. (laughs) So they had him put Goldberg's gear on. Yeah, yeah. Stand in goal, and then they pass the puck back to him. Somebody, he stops at center ice. Somebody switches sticks with him. He gets the puck on its side, yells knuckle puck. (laughs) 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 And then shoots it from center ice, and he scores to tie the game. And, like, the the defense doesn't even try to stop him. And uh, they allow it, even though he's wearing somebody else's jersey. it's... It's ridiculous. It's, it's <laughs> that very, whole thing is ridiculous. It's very cheap. Yeah. Well, that was another thing where I was thinking, like, this can't be allowed. They can't. You can't just switch jerseys whenever <laughs> you feel like it, right? Well, I don't know how he got into it because he got the full gear on there during a timeout, which is like 60 seconds. <laughs> and that was after they talked about it for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're sponsored. They got that tearaway gear, I you know, guess. with the little buttons. But they were wearing their New Jerseys. <laughs> oh, yeah. So maybe. maybe why does he have to yell knuckle puck before every time? Like, I get that it's your brand, but. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sailboat. <laughs> well, you know what it's from, huh? Yeah, I love those movies. <laughs> a schooner <laughs> you dumb bastard sailboat schooner is a sailboat you know what <laughs> uh brett i don't know what that is mall rats you ever seen mall rats i have is it evan supley is that his name evan supley ethan i always get him mixed up with that other ethan <laughs> embry ethan Hawk. Ethan embry yeah <laughs> Um. Yeah, so there's obviously a a shootout. Yep. And uh, Goldberg is just fine for the rest of the uh, team Iceland, but not the quick one at the end. So, right, we got to get Julian for just one play. And Bob, you can tell she's probably faster than Goldberg all around, and yeah. would be a much better goalie than Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Goldberg became a good goalie because he's not really a good goalie. I yeah. guess he got his pads, and then they tied him to the the net in the first movie yeah, all he needed was to not be afraid of the puck anymore i guess <laughs> yeah well coach bombay knows exactly what this kid's doing triple deke glove side <laughs> yep so she doesn't he's been watching to, tape on she doesn't myself. even have to think she knows what's coming i like how it takes the crowd like 10 seconds until she drops the puck to yeah. know that she didn't allow the goal <laughs> where's the puck where is it uh it's like it didn't hit the net so Team USA wins again. Front page news. Yep. 
two Queen songs to end the movie. They yeah. do the We Will Rock You during the comeback. And then they just go campfire credits. We are the champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's one of my biggest memories from this movie is hearing We Are the Champions at the end. That was probably this movie was probably my first introduction to Queen as a kid. And I was like, that is an awesome song. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the only songs they did. Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> they made him just for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> probably. All right, closing thoughts on the Mighty Ducks movies, first two. Get in some fun facts. I know Jason's been looking at fun facts all day. Sure. Probably pull some up here. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. What do you got for us, Jason? Um, Besides ones we've already mentioned. I already said a few. Oh, sorry, yeah, so it wasn't the next year. Uh, the Whalers relocated in 97, apparently, it says. Yep. Um, I don't know. There are a lot of fun facts in here that aren't really that fun. Uh, well, so this one's kind of interesting. Basically, all the kids in this in these both of these movies didn't know how to skate or play hockey. Mm-hmm. They had to do, like, boot camps before filming. Makes sense. And that is a scientific fact! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so the story was kind of based on bad news bears. You might notice some similarities there. Yeah. Writer Steve Brill said, it's a little less racist than bad news bears. <laughs> the first one, there's some racist stuff, but the second one doesn't really. Just stereotypes. This re- yeah, stereotypes and race relations are breaking down those barriers through street hockey in South Central LA. And apparently, writer Steve Brill had idolized the Bad News Bears his whole life. He says, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it would be really great to make a movie that could stand up and be another. Here's another fun fact. Another one. Uh, the Ducks and the Hawks are the only teams. This is the first one, right? Mm-hmm. The Ducks and the Hawks are the only two teams in the whole movie to have their names and numbers on the backs of their jerseys. Every other uh, team only had numbers. We didn't mention after they all bitched about being the Ducks, the first team they played it was the Coon Rapids Cardinals, <laughs> which is a much weaker bird than the <laughs> Ducks. <laughs> and yet, totally acceptable. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Uh, so Steve Brill, the writer, he, like the whole time he was writing it, apparently he had it in his head that he was going to be Gordon Bombay. <laughs> so he pitched that to the studio and they're like, No. Um, but he does have a tiny part. He played Frank Huddy, the beleaguered prospector that Bombay routinely beats down in court. Prosecutor? Yeah, I was like, yeah, why prospector. Does, why, why does it say prospector? It does say prospector on this. Mm. I didn't just... Yeah. Prosecutor. Yeah, there prosecutor. were no prospectors <laughs> in the money ducks. <laughs> Gotta get that gold. I showed you that old prospector sketch with uh, Will Ferrell, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> There's gold in them, Darius. <laughs> but watch out, there's quicksand. Uh, Bill Murray was also considered for the role of Gordon Bombay, but he was too old. I'd say. Well, they would have to have a much older coach of the Hawks then. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so here's here's the fun fact about Hans. 
so Joss Ackland played Hans. He traveled back in time to try and kill Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes, we know this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hans was based on a surly old guy, Hans, also named Hans, who worked at the skate shop in Culver City, apparently. Uh, Berg... The director says, one day Brill and I were skating and Brill hit the boards at a bad angle and broke his leg and he was writhing around on the ice. And Hans paused, looked at him and said, well, that's your own personal problem. And he walked away. <laughs> I like that Hans more than the, <laughs> the one in the movie. Denomalos is okay in the first one, but Jan in the second one is just a fucking creeper. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so Scott White played Gunnar Stahl. <laughs> he was the only actor who had actually played hockey before appearing in the movie. He uh, does look pretty big for his age, but I think he was actually uh, 17 at the time. Yeah. Um, and is, is he the one that said, you lost it for yourself, let's go shake their hands? Yeah, I think so. At the end. Yeah, apparently Ellingson, Maria Ellingson, the uh, only Icelandic person in the movies, helped him out with his accent. So supposedly, oh, I was it's talking about the, the Chicago guy was seventeen. Portman, Portman, yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, so here's some BS about Minnesota winter. I'm gonna skip that. <laughs> you got any, Brett? It was an unseasonably warm January. Otherwise, they would have filmed at the ice castle yeah <laughs> but it was also so cold that when they kissed <laughs> their lips stuck together yeah. same scene allegedly yes. same scene should i read that one just so so people get the reference sure so supposedly according to this website producer jordan kerner said we were in the midst of filming the scene when there's a kiss between emilio estevez and heidi king who plays josh's mom and 55 degrees below zero in St. Paul, and when they kissed, their lips stuck together. We had to get makeup to grab warm water and put droplets on their lips so they could actually separate. End quote. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe it. If I wanted my face covered in lies, I would still be in porn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the coldest they got in that January was negative 14, and mm. I don't think they were filming in that weather. Yeah, I think the producer... Either this website's full of crap or the producer is full of crap making up fun facts. Uh, did you know Mark Marin had a bit part in D2? Really? But uh, they cut it out. It wasn't in the final. Cut. Darn it. Yeah. Well, then how would you know? Because uh, the website says it's a fun fact. <laughs> what has he ever done? What does he know about podcasting? <laughs> Um, so Sean Weiss, the guy who played Goldberg, yep. he was apparently really bad at skating. Well, he doesn't uh, look too nimble. Well, that's he? why they made him the goalie. Right. Mm. Um, so here's a quote from director Pete Berg. you got to have a fat kid in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> Peep, and then make fun of him for being fat in yeah, the movie. They had two in the first one. Goldberg and Carp were both chubby. Yeah. <laughs> So here's a quote from Berg. Uh, there were certain kids who wouldn't be happy if I mentioned their names directly, who probably were never the best skaters in the world. So we would play off those things. And, you know, maybe one of them learned to play goalie pretty well, and he's very funny. 
And he didn't have to skate a lot, you know. He just had to be able to get into his crouch and be able to defend the goal. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Here's a fun fact. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brett, you mentioned earlier that Eldon Henson, who plays Fulton Reed, and Garrett Henson, who played Guy Germain, are brothers. Uh, Eldon, I think, it's, it's not in this one, but I think I read somewhere that he had auditioned and they didn't really like him that much, so he... Like, they, they took him and dyed his hair brown, changed his name, like his professional name, to Ratliff, so he wouldn't be connected with his brother. And then uh, he got the part after they, like, screen tested him under a different name. Oh, yeah, here's a quote from him. I didn't, I kind of didn't really look the role, so Jordan and Steve Herrick, the director, they dyed my hair, put wardrobe on me, even put, like, a, a fake little scar on my face, and actually screen tested me under the name Peter Quinn. And then I guess he got it. Apparently. Eldon Hansen was in Dumb and Dumber. Mm. All right. He was in the special needs class in that movie. Any more big ones that you guys can see? Fascinating tidbits? I don't have anything else. I mentioned Connie was making out with everybody. Allegedly. Oh, this is straight from her mouth. I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. That's (laughs) That's a weird way to put it. I cannot, confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that I may have kissed two or three or maybe even five of them. I was 15. It was a very exciting time for me. <laughs> I mean, it's very flattering intention for a little while, you know? So that's fun. Uh-huh. Ducks fly together. That they do. Um, yep, that's enough. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Uh, I think next up, I believe we're going to do Space Jam. Ooh. I have to see what the availability is, son. Because I don't have it on a physical media. So I need to look on cable, see if it's on there. And it's not on Netflix, I don't think. Probably not. But, yeah. uh, well, Jason has his ways of getting movies, but that doesn't help me or Brett out. I can send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But yeah, so hopefully. We'll be doing Space Jam in the coming week or two. But before then, we'll probably do another recently seen episode next week. Today is, what, the 30th of January? 30, 31st. 31st yeah. And I'll probably post this episode over the weekend. But uh, other than that, do us a favor. Give us the old rate and review on iTunes and or Stitcher. Please subscribe. You can also find us in most podcast apps. We're probably in there just... Give us a look-see. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why do you always shut your door, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, get off my case.